0: Today's episode is brought to you by Open Mortgage, where better is possible. To learn more, visit openmortgage.com forward slash join hyphen us. The Washington Post shares reverse mortgage borrower experiences, a Texas reverse mortgage bill would define what constitutes false or deceptive advertising, and a hot real estate market makes seniors very happy. These are your top reverse mortgage news stories for the week of June 7th. You're listening to Heckham World Weekly, the nation's only weekly podcast for the reverse mortgage professional. There are certain real estate topics that seem to generate a fair amount of excitement and interest among our readers. So begins a recent column in the Washington Post. One of those topics is reverse mortgages. And a recent article really got the attention of the readers of Washington Post, and they shared some of the comments, which have been edited for clarity. And I would add, yes, the media, true to their nature, likes to curate the most negative and sensational stories. One of the selected reader's comments says, I almost got a reverse mortgage with my wife a few years ago. The thing that stopped us was I had a low credit score and the amount of money we'd have access to in the line of credit was pitiful. It was also expensive. The only way there would be any house value left for the heirs after 15 years would be if the real estate market was on fire. We could literally find no one out of five financial knowledgeable people we spoke with who would speak positively about a reverse mortgage. And well, here we go again. (laughs) You know, it's not alone for everyone. And in their situation, they begrudge the cost of the loan, not understanding there is going to be, of course, a cost built in for not having those payments and, of course, the risk that the lender takes. Here's another reader comment. I looked into a reverse mortgage I saw advertised on television. I received a CD from the company by mail. It was all advertising with no specifics about the mortgage and nothing about the financials, dollar amounts, and costs. Well, I have to add, perhaps they didn't have a proposal yet. It does take a few steps. So once they found out about the details, he said their home was valued at about 200000 and I informed them I'm 68 years old with a FICO score of 810, and I fully own the house with no outstanding mortgage." They told me the maximum loan they could give me is 50% of the value of the house or around $100,000. They also let me know the cost to get the loan would be about $15,000. Therefore, the net amount I would receive from a $100,000 reverse mortgage was $85,000. So in fairness, the Washington Post says, well, these two readers did not have a good experience. As I've said before, reverse mortgages are not for everyone. I would agree. Indeed, it may be an option for those who need cash for some other purpose. And I would say yes, yes. But you, Washington Post, you chose two negative stories. Are you saying that not one of the reader comments that was submitted was a positive one? It seems suspect considering the high satisfaction rate among reverse mortgage borrowers. But at least they addressed the notable difference in cash flow and monthly obligations between a Heckam or HELOC cash-out refinance. And from the National Mortgage News, Texas reverse mortgage bill would have defined what constitutes false or deceptive advertising it says regulation and compliance is a growing concern for companies throughout the mortgage industry and of course reverse mortgage lenders are under a microscope when it comes to advertising or any potentially false or misleading advertising claims. So Texas House Bill 1129 looked to protect reverse mortgage borrowers against those dangers. It basically aims to define the parameters of what qualifies as deceptive advertising while also listing that a piece of material found to be in violation of the proposed law would constitute a violation of Texas's Business and Commerce Code as deceptive trade practices, that according to a report from Reverse Mortgage Daily. The National Reverse Mortgage Lenders Association, or Normless, state and local committee jumped in and they looked at the legislation, among others, to see what the impact may have been on reverse mortgage lending. Scott Norman, who serves as Normless co-chair and is also the vice president of field and retail director government relations for Finance of America, said the problem with the legislation, frankly, is it was too open-ended and it really did not have a start or stop time and he added theoretically a borrower could 10 years from now come back and say so and so said something to me i think was somewhat confusing and i feel like i've been harmed good point indeed he says such practices are how we get into legislation like this albeit well-intentioned we need to work within not only on what the federal guidelines allow and certainly Norma has got a lot of guidelines like that to work with we don't have a problem with the idea of consumer protection bill. We have a problem with the idea that it's so completely open-ended that anybody can say anything and anybody can cry wolf at any time, even five to 10 years down the road. But there is a silver lining that Norman sees and it is this. We had an occasion to explain reverse mortgages to an entirely new group of legislatures and that's always a great opportunity for our industry. It was a productive session. Most importantly, he added that the current session for the Texas legislature concluded on May 31st, with both the reverse mortgage bills failing to advance. But the debate stemming from the introduction of both bills made some encouraging progress just want to take a moment and thank the sponsor of this podcast, Open Mortgage, where better is possible. To learn more, we would encourage you to click on the banner on this page or go to openmortgage.com forward slash join hyphen us. And in our last story for the week, the hot real estate market is making some seniors very happy. That according to Patch.com. It says when Jim and Connie McStay started thinking about the next chapter of their lives, they knew that Ann's choice, an Erickson senior living community in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, that was in their future. In the McStays' particular circumstance, making that dream a reality required selling the home, and they received a no-contingency offer that was $35,000 over the asking price. Now, they were able to take that money from the sale of the previous home and move into the new apartment in the planned senior community. So, congratulations to the McStays. They got the top asking price for their home and even more, and they were able to get into their new apartment that they've been looking forward to, but... Now they've tied up all the cash from the sale of their previous property, or at least most of it, into the new apartment. And instead, they could have considered an alternative. What the article notably admits is this. The McStays could have taken a different strategy. Instead of using the majority of the funds from the sale of their previous property, they could have taken a large down payment from it and kept the rest as liquid cash or invested it and had access to it for potential emergencies in the future of course, accomplishing that with a Home Equity Conversion Mortgage Purchase, or H4P. That wraps up another episode of Heckam World Weekly. Don't forget you can listen and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. If you're not there already, be sure to go to HeckamWorld.com. That's where you can find our latest weekly breaking video commentary and analysis and our monthly Top 100 Heckam Lenders Report. Go to Heckin' World and watch our latest video, which addresses the manic housing market that needs a good dose of reality for a cure. Thanks for listening and have a great week.